The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. Meditation doesn't have to be a solo practice. Meditation is more fun with friends. Looking for a way to drop in and hang out at the same time? Join us online at Omega Institute for a meditation party with self-proclaimed meditation nerds Dan Harris, host of the 10% Happier podcast, Sabene Selassie and Jeff Warren. This three-day retreat will stream live from Omega's Hudson Valley Campus, May 17th to 19th. Don't miss the party. Reserve your spot at eomega.org slash party today. Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. Are you seeking more energy and ready to have more healings and revealings in your life? Then you've tuned into the right program. For the next hour, listen in as Reverend Temple Hayes, spiritual leader of First Unity at Unity Campus in St. Petersburg, Florida, shares with you tools you can use to transform your life. She will guide you on a journey to create a life that is intentional and dynamic. Now, here's your host, Reverend Temple Hayes. Peace and blessings and welcome everyone and thank you so much for being here as Intentional Spirits. I'm just so appreciative of all of you that are following us, not only on um, listening at unity.fm, Unity Online Radio, but also uh, continuing to be part of our conversations on Facebook Live. We, we really appreciate you and we thank you for sharing our show with people all over the world. Uh, because of you, we are a tremendous success. And because we have uh, phenomenal guests that are with us and we talk about topics of a broad range that support each and every one of us today and just the continuing life-changing times and we offer tools for people who want to be intentional, people that in the midst of whatever is going on outside of themselves, their lives, their relationship, their work, they still are coming from a place of I'm open, I want to learn, I, I want to be taught new things, I want to stop creating these same old patterns day in and day out. So I'm honored today to have with us as uh, my guest, Jazz Govind, and Jazz has had quite a path, uh, not only of success, but uh, that uh, also key word that all of us have faced at one time or another, some failure and some setback, and Jazz, welcome to our show today. Hi, Temple, and thank you so much for inviting me. I'm excited. Oh, we're, we're, it's just a pleasure to have you. And I always love that, that moment when I, I read about somebody and, um, and I, I'm in the awareness when they say they are highly sensitive. Because back when we were kids, people didn't talk about highly sensitive people. (laughs) Absolutely. You're right. So, in what ways would you identify yourself as a, a highly sensitive person? And and when you were up and coming in the early days of, days of your life, how was that showing up or not showing up for you? Right. Well, that's um, a good story. But if I go right back to when I was a little girl, and of course I didn't know anything about sensitive. Of course, I was too sensitive because that's what everybody says. They don't say, isn't she nicely sensitive or creatively sensitive? You're always too sensitive. And immediately that puts you on your back foot, right? <laughs> <laughs> it, it, the, the listening is, uh-oh, I'm, I'm different. <laughs> or apparently something's wrong with me because I'm too something. <laughs> yeah, too sensitive. You take yourself too seriously. You take things too seriously and so immediately we're judging ourselves as not being appropriate and I was so sensitive I was scared of food (laughs) I could only eat meat and potatoes very English I couldn't eat vegetables they scared me and one day during my first Holy Communion um, I was very excited about the whole day and we were taken to this um other school to have Holy Communion breakfast and somebody put a banana on my plate and I freaked out. It wrecked the whole day. (laughs) Explain or 
elaborate on that. What was it because of what people had told you, or did you feel they were living beings, or or what what was going on? I think quite simply. It was not expected. Um, my experience is that highly sensitive people um, control. We have to learn to control. We control everything in our, our environment, not because we're control freaks, but to make ourselves feel safe. And I'd never heard of bananas being served for breakfast. So all of and I didn't eat bananas. And all of a sudden, there's a banana on my plate, and I didn't know how to handle it. I was well out of my comfort zone. And my immediate reaction was, that's uncomfortable. I don't like it. And I backed away and cried. So and then that's with the nature of a, highly, sorry. of a highly sensitive person, absolutely. And if if part of it in being a highly sensitive person, because I was told uh, in my early years that I was just too much. Um, you're too much and you're being too much and your conduct grade at school is too much. And, um, you know, I was one of those two also. Um, Don't you find that one of our characteristics, uh, now they would call us indigo children or, you know, the the wise children or the ahead of our time or, you know, all the old soul and, you know, that kind of stuff. But, didn't you find that you carried a tremendous sense of danger, like something was going to happen? Um, I wasn't aware of danger, but I was just permanently scared. Um, if anything new happened or I was asked to speak to somebody I didn't know, put in a situation that wasn't familiar for me, I would totally back away and I would want to hide. So there's a couple of keys for those of you that are listening today and tuning in with us of, of, of validating yourself that if you have felt that you had gifts of any kind, uh, whether you were too sensitive or, or too much energy or whatever it may have been, or, or goodness help us if we, if we had the liberty or the independence to ask too many questions, which is always threatening to the insecure ones out there, um, it's it's very understandable that we would feel either unsafe or uh, overly concerned or, or perhaps a, a level of, of danger. Well, how did your how did your life continue to uh, unfold? Because um, you know, in in your bio and what our listeners have read about you, that you would accomplish something and then you would take two steps back. Certainly, yeah. many people do, and what many people are still doing now they'll they'll have a you know a great awakening or a, an aha moment and they'll 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 have some forward movement in their life and then they'll turn around and either go back to the old patterns or old habits or whatever um when did you become aware of that my spiritual journey didn't start until i was probably over 50 so i lived without consciousness for all those years. And I was a very optimistic, positive person, but I didn't know that I had a choice in life. It didn't occur to me that I could change life. It happened to me, and I did the best. And um, and I would do the best, but there was no guidance. I didn't have any teachers. I had nobody that really understood me. And what I'd like to say to all those highly sensitive out there, um, it's really interesting because unless you meet somebody that is at the same level of sensitivity that you're at, they can't get you. Mm-hmm. So... Um, For me, my parents didn't get me. It's not that they didn't want to, but they might also say things to me that they meant in uh, with a good intention. But because of my high level of sensitivity, I would take it as a criticism, and that would upset me. I would hold on to it. Highly sensitives have a hard job letting go. We tend to hold on to stuff, the past, and people. So, people. we just won't let those people go. <laughs> I, I, 
Um, so um, for all those highly sensitives out there, most of the things we take exception to wasn't meant in the way that we took them. So that's a great thing to um, reflect on. Did they really mean that? Or could I see that another way? Maybe it's me. And you'll find quite often it is you. Um, how that affected me in life, um, because I also because I wasn't aware that things would happen to me that appeared to be negative and against my, my dreams. But now when I reflect on them, I see that I was actually too scared to take the opportunity. So being highly sensitive often means, I'm sure you'll agree, Temple, that we're highly creative. We... Um, we can live in other dimensions quite easily and very, very creative. So I was that being, but frowned on um, and made me feel odd. Um, and with that, what would happen was I would feel different. I would shut that down. And as I got older and these amazing ideas would come to me, um, creative ideas, I'd take them to a point and then when I was on the verge of success, I would think I don't know what to do with it. I was scared and I would sidetrack myself and that is the saboteur. I didn't know that then. I just would get overwhelmed because I was on the verge of success, didn't know what to do and of course what it would have done would put me out into um, the public eye which I wanted and craved but there was the highly part of me did not want to go there, would not go there. And so I lost many, many opportunities. And on reflection, what I realized is it, I was actually holding myself back, but I didn't know. Yeah, I, well, I totally get that. I, I've told people many times I was a minister in training and then had my first church and was offering classes, and I would pray that no one would show up for the class. That's really messed up when you think about it. You know, I'm having a class. I made the flyer for the class. I went to the print machine, and I, I got flyers, more flyers for the class. But I, goodness help us, I, I pray no one shows up because I'm, I'm terrified about this experience. And I, you know, I, I found that to be true for a, a very long time and I think a lot of times people discount that that you know they're they're not following their path when it's actually the opposite it usually yeah. is exactly the path that they are they are to follow and um, that they're to move forward and just keep putting you know one foot in in front of you and um, that's one thing I've loved about um, reading about your work and and watching some of your YouTube teachings, and and by the way, all of you can participate um, at that level either today or at another time by going on FastTrackTechnique.com. The website is FastTrackTechnique.com, and you can read about uh, Jazz Gobbin and the work that she does with the Fast Track Technique, which we certainly are going to elaborate about today, but we're kind of building a framework because the conversation we're talking about affects people all over the world. It affects people, um, whether they're conscious of it or unconscious of it, people that continue to create patterns over and over again of people abandoning them, people leaving them, uh, jobs that don't feel good for them, um, marriages that aren't working for them, and, and they will make a few changes and then get right back into that that sabotaging field. Um, and uh, that's part of so much of my excitement about your work is because you teach techniques in which people no longer have to keep returning to the same place, you know, different day, same experience. It's, it's like that, uh, that quote that said some people live a hundred years and some people live one year a hundred times. Yes. <laughs> yes. Um, 
just while we're um, still speaking about highly sensitives, one of the tools that really helped me, it's a book um, which is actually called The Highly Sensitive Person. And it was written by, it's written by a lady called Elaine N. Aaron. That's double A-R-O-N. And she's a highly sensitive person and also a psychologist. And she did years and years of test studies um, about highly sensitive people. And when you read this book, you'll find yourself. There's many different types of highly sensitives. There's extroverts, introverts, all sorts of things. But she will show you clinical tests. She will tell you that we are wired differently. If we're wired differently, how can we behave the same as other people? It's an amazing book. And once you start to understand yourself, then you can start to accept yourself. That's my understanding. And also, if you go on her website, then you will find that there's a tick sheet, um, 29 questions, um, just yes or no, and find how sensitive you actually are. So that's a great thing to do for yourself if this conversation is triggering you and pushing a few buttons. <laughs> and would you say the name of the book one more time and we'll also add it to our comments on Facebook yeah. Live because we read several thousand people and we want them to know about it. So the yeah. author's name is? Elaine um, and for Norman and surname is Aaron, double A-R-O-N. The name of the book is The Highly Sensitive Person. She also has written The Highly Sensitive Child, The Highly Sensitive Couple, but The Highly Sensitive Person was the first one, um, and it, it covers all points. It's amazing. Well, that's definitely a book I know I'm ordering. <laughs> The highly sensitive person, and, and, and those of you that are out in the field. We're having a little technical moment. We'll be right back after this short break.
And welcome back, everyone. Are you with us? Are you with us, Jazz? Yes, I'm with you. Slight well, technical I think, hitch. I think another point that we ought to make to our listening audience today, because we're getting so much activity online, and people are talking about the book, The Highly Sensitive Person, and there are a number of people that I know want to pick up the book, The Highly Sensitive Children, uh, kind yeah. of a must-have a must have, um, to be aware of because as the vibratory field on our planet continues to increase, because it is, our animals feel it, we feel it, um, to be validated and to actually know what you're witnessing and experiencing is a, a very important thing. But the other thing I ought to have mentioned before the show is when you put two highly sensitives together on a computer, sometimes we kind of... <laughs> I was uh, invited to be on a summit uh, not too long ago, uh, this past month, and we were recording on Skype, and, and my energy is like, wee, and the other lady, uh, the interviewer, her energy is like, wee, and do you know, four times we scheduled the time, we went through a whole hour program, and it never showed up on Skype, and finally we just went, you know, have a nice day. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, well, I'm glad you said that. I quite I work with a lot of clients on Skype, and it's quite frequent that the Skype can't keep up. The technology can't keep up with the energy. <laughs> with the energy that is um, around us, for sure. And um, we want to say a big shout out to uh, people in the Carolinas and to friends in Houston, and um, <clears throat> welcoming some of our friends here that are local that are talking about. Uh, that you can order the book on uh, Kindle, so a shout-out to April, and, of course, to Elizabeth from Norway. It's so good to see you and my high school friends, Dennis and Lynn. We welcome you on the show today. So, uh, wow, certainly a subject that's near and dear to our hearts, um, whether you are uh, labeling yourself as a highly sensitive person or whether you find yourself now with uh, children or grandchildren and you're like, oh my goodness, you know, they are, they're, they're born at such a new, unique and dynamic level today. They're, they're so smart. And I often say, you know, we have it backwards, I think, um, Jazz. We really feel that children are born so we can teach them. Uh, that's uh, probably about 10% true. Uh, they're born so they can teach us. What do you think about that? Well, you just hit my heart because at the end of um, this month, I um, launched Fast Track for Kids, and oh I've created a little um, character who children can go on a journey with, and the character is called Ikigai, and Ikigai is Japanese for reason for being, and of course, that is what children are here for now. They have a reason for being because they are here to show us the way. Mm. Wow, and, that is so yeah. powerful. I'm so delighted that you've done that. So let's talk uh, about the fast track technique and then, of course, then how it's going to tie into a, a child's reality uh, as well. How did this technique come into your life? I know that you lived in Thailand and, You've studied yeah. abroad, and um, you've really educated yourself to understand your path, which is what we we all tend to want to do, right? Try to understand yeah. this uh, this path we're on. How did you first get introduced to this method? Well, um, really, my path started from pain. I was in a relationship that was not working, and neither of us wanted to leave it. And what I recognized was um, I was suppressing, I was suppressing myself, I was suppressing my needs, uh, I was suppressing my emotions. I didn't know that at the time, of course, because I wasn't awake. But um, what happened was my body just locked solid and I was going to chiropractic like three times a week and that was lasting for 15 to 20 minutes and I'd lock, in, I'd lock up solid um, until eventually they took me into hospital and they did MRIs, brain scans and all sorts of stuff. But there was nothing wrong with me. So they gave me muscle relaxants and sent me home. <laughs> oh, 
And um, oh, why did they I do? Con- I don't understand. Well, I was in constant pain, and um, and then one day, of course, you know, God showed up and introduced me to my first teacher, who was a, an English guy called Anup, and he told me that my physical condition was a manifestation of my emotional health of my emotional state and it blew me away I had absolutely no idea but it made sense it um, hit a chord and then I started to recognize well I can undo that ball of string and that really woke me up and put me on my spiritual path and I never do things by halves I might not know what to do with them when I get them but I just ended up um, opening my own healing center in Bangkok and I was exposed to all sorts of healing as you can imagine because my job was to interview all the healers, experience what they did and match their gifts, talents with the clients. So within that I started to recognize what was what worked for jazz and what worked for jazz was something that was easy, duplicable and permanent and powerful. That took me to EFT, Emotional Freedom Technique, which um, is very, very popular now. I also did NLP and heaps and heaps of different stuff. Um, and I became a trainer of that. And within that time, and this was really, really key for me, I started to understand the subconscious mind. I started to see that it doesn't matter what Jazz wants consciously. If she doesn't change the programming in the subconscious, she's not going to be able to attain or maintain what she consciously wants. And it blew me away. So my path was about making friends with my subconscious. And I did that through helping clients with EFT. I was a trainer and helped many, many people. But then I was guided towards muscle testing, which I found allowed me to more more focus. I could go directly to the root causes, whereas with EFT, what I was doing was very, very useful, and I was um, taking layers away, like peeling an onion, and I might get to the core issue, but what I recognize is the information's out there, and all information is recorded in our subconscious. It's just like a computer database, and like any computer, it gets viruses. So using muscle testing, I could get to these viruses and get them out. So I became far more effective, and I had a lot more fun. It was a lot easier to be a therapist. (laughs) And then I prayed to find a way to be able to share this. And I was shown to create a set of cards, which I called Fast Track Transformation Cards. There's 21 in total, and each card represents the possibility of what is trapped or stuck, what what your viruses are about. So it might be family, it might be something you've inherited, it could be a conflict, it could be the need to forgive somebody. Um, and by using muscle testing and with these cards, we can go direct to the subconscious and find out what the root cause is, how many there are, and also then we can find out how many other aspects are waiting to be released or how many other viruses are connected to that particular issue and release them quickly, easily, and permanently. It is amazing. That's really beautiful. And you're able to take, um, because I know you have clients all over the world, um, just as our radio show does, you're able to take people and um, set up a time with, um, uh, Skype and stuff like that, right? Yes, I have clients all around the world. Sometimes it's just a case of getting out of bed very early. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. <clears throat> but but you find, um, are you saying with some people you're able to get to the core root issue of I'm not enough or 
you know, I, I can't seem to stay in a relationship. I'm in my third marriage now and it's ending. These root things that keep subconsciously taking us back to places that, first of all, we don't feel comfortable. Second of all, we don't want to be in a club again of just repeating the same old things. Um, you're saying that with the cards technique, the fast track technique, you can eliminate uh, some of those core issues. And then is there like uh, they need to come back? Is it like acupuncture and chiropractic where some sessions are still needed to stay in the new? Or is it something that can happen instantaneous? And as I'm asking the question, I kind of know the answer. But I'm asking <laughs> of everybody listening. Um, what is released is released and it can't come back Um, what can happen is it can open the way for more stuff to come back but what I do on sessions is I part of the session is also to reprogram the person's subconscious with the desired outcome which will be between one and three positive adjectives. So say for instance somebody had huge anxiety or stress problems, the desired outcome might be balanced, peaceful and calm. So when we release the viruses then the computer starts to work properly and efficiently and they are aligned then vibrationally, they are aligned with those three qualities, we reprogram them with that and they take that simple exercise away and um, repeat it on a daily basis for several days and look for the evidence. That's always key for me. You can go and have the most amazing sessions, mind-blowing sessions with people, but if you forget why, why you went or what happened, then the benefits don't often show up. So with Fast Track, it's always look for the evidence. And what you're doing when you're looking for the evidence is you're actually reprogramming your subconscious with what you want and where you want it to go rather than where it was, which is in the past where the repetitive negative um, programs are going on. I, you know, I, I just am uh, so in harmony with everything uh, you're saying. One of the things that I want to applaud you with immediately is I want to say thank you to you that you did not become a person in your life that because of a few aches and pains and ailments that you bought into a system that the only answer to that is just long-term medication. I, I certainly know that there are times that medication has its value and I would not ever say that, that it's an absolute no. On the other hand, um, there are always, um, in most cases, some deep emotional issue that I just am grateful that, you know, you were aware enough to say, I am not going to spend the rest of my life taking muscle relaxers or any kind of long-term relaxers without at least doing, and I think that's the key, without at least doing the due diligence to seek this, to search it, to understand it, and see that this doesn't have to be my path. And that's kind of a spiritual call, you know, that we all want to answer. If I keep finding myself at the same kind of space or crossroads in my life, whether it's addiction or whether it's core unhappiness or the inability to accept that people just really love you, or whether it's to accept that you are here destined as a healer, whatever it is, more often than not, the 95% is it is subconscious. It is deep-rooted within your soul cords. I couldn't agree with you more, Jazz. I see it in all my years of shamanic practices. I see it at the deep core of people that they're not conscious of it. Because if you were conscious of it, you would do something about it. Am I right, Absolutely. Jess? If you, Absolutely. If you, yes. if you know that you're unhappy or you're sad or you are or you don't feel your children, whatever it is. I mean, it's just a, a wide range of things in our humanity. If you know, according to you, it is not at the standards you want to live with and live for and live by, then it's on the subconscious. And if you that are listening could have already gotten to that degree, 
you would have done it already. And that's why loving what you say, loving it. That's, that's why we, all of us, want to spend time seeking outside of the box that we live in to find these kind of tools, whether it's yeah. the fasttracktechnique.com that you can go and witness with the cards that are going to give you that awakening and work with your subconscious, whether you want to pursue a shamanic practitioner, whatever it is, your soul will guide you, your person uh, will guide you to the right answers, but you definitely, we all owe it to ourselves to say, I know that inside me there is a calling to be more, and I want to be more. And if I haven't been able up till now to do it by myself, apparently I need to be open to something greater than myself to allow this potentiality to come in. And if you're listening to this show today, you are a highly sensitive person or you wouldn't have been attracted to this show in the first place. That's what I know about that. <laughs> <laughs> and also what, what is, um, in my experience, many people are highly sensitive people, but they have no aware of it. So, well, I used to be. <laughs> But the truth is, you're born highly sensitive. You're going to die highly sensitive. So That's right. the best you're going to die with is, just your shoes left in the den, and nobody's going to know where you went. <laughs> <laughs> and so it, it's to move into acceptance of of how you are, and then you you get the gift of who you are and why you're here. I love that. I love that you're you're making that um, that clarification. You don't just do away with the sensitive part. You know, it's not going to go away because you stop going to uh, highly evolved movies or you know you refuse to read any more books about being sensitive. You 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 just are. You know yeah. you you are. You're you're one of those uh, fortunate people, and and when you understand it. And you, you research it, you accept it, you allow it, acknowledge it, validate it. Um, it makes your whole life make sense. Um, yes. It, it's, it's a, a great, a great, great journey. You know, people ask me different questions about my own path and I, I say, I'm still, I'm really the same person I was at, at five years old. I just don't apologize for myself anymore. <laughs> <laughs> really that different i just had to learn it's okay to be different you know than than how i used to feel so odd you know growing up and things like that and you're right once you you know that and and you you can see that you keep coming into a world of complexities or struggle and by this we're talking long term we're not talking understandable challenges and grief and pain like the loss of a loved one or the loss of a parent or a job change. I mean, these are things that we're not robotic. We definitely, you know, face different things. But when we're talking long-term, long-term struggle is often the disassociation with oneself. What do you think, Jazz? You think that's true? Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. And for me, um, once we start to accept our sensitivity and understand and work with our sensitivity, what happens is we still are sensitive, but we're more balanced and grounded within that. And so we become more confident, more adventurous because we are being our authentic self. Whereas prior to that, we built this shell, this personality around ourselves that um, we think is what's required of us in the world. And it's not true. And, of course, it's easy shattered. Yeah, that's, yeah, absolutely. Well, um, tune in and give us a couple of examples. Can you, uh, with some people that you have worked with, um, you know, what, what have you seen as far as uh, changes with people? Because I always like to make it real instead of talking about the practicality of it, which is important. Yeah. But uh, give us a couple of before and after kind of um, 
views into someone's life that you've worked with? Well, one of the most impressive ones was, um, I'll call her Mary. And she was married to Patrick, and she had two adorable children, but her marriage was falling apart. And he did not believe in anything um, holistic. He wanted her to go and see a proper counsellor, and no way could she go and see jazz. But she sneaked around that, and she did two or three sessions with me on herself, not about her family, not about him. And um, they ended up having the best Christmas, family Christmas, they had ever had in the whole of the relationship. And we hadn't gone anywhere near his stuff. Oh, wow, that's really powerful. It was amazing. <laughs> so as she changed, her vibration changed, the whole family shifted, and they all got it. And he had no idea. We weren't working on him because I wouldn't do that. I believe that's I'm going out of integrity. I, yes. She worked on herself, and every, everything changed in her life, and uh, they just became a happier, happy family. Um, the other one is not about people. It's about elephants. <laughs> and I was invited to do some healing work at a, an elephant sanctuary in Chiang Mai where they um, bring elephants to recover and to live out their lives after being inhumanely treated, burnt, feet uh, blown off by landmines, um, atrocious lives that they lives that they've had. And I was invited there, and I was given a a little family of elephants to work with. One was a like the great auntie; she'd had her leg blown off. One was. About 55 years old, and she was best friends with 35-year-old. And then 35-year-old had a baby called Yindi, and the baby upset the balance of the family. And so 55-year-old um, became a little aggressive with the baby, and she had to be shooed off, and they were really quite disturbed by this. Um, anyway, we did a bit of fast track on them, and within 15 minutes, it was amazing, and I have a photograph of this, is that the 55-year-old, who was way over the other side of the, um, I'll call it field, she just came walking back over towards the other three, and they all put their trunks in the basket and ate out of the same basket, and there were five of us with tears streaming down our faces. It was incredible. Oh, that's amazing. That is so yeah. amazing. So you were doing it with elephants and, um, and, and with people and it's just getting to that, getting to that core on that, that subconscious level. And oh gosh, I'm so touched that you are working with the, the other all living things, you know, and yeah. it is, it's so, pathetic huh? the misuse of animals in our culture and I do feel there will come a day when we will greatly 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 be uh, be very very sorry for the things we mm -hmm. have done because they are they are so uh, uh, evolved um, we have someone coming in with a uh, with a comment today and obviously we're not going to name any full names of people because we do a lot of um, conversation on Facebook Live, but um, one of the ideas is is how it's so hard to you know heal a person's um, marriage. And this individual is saying that her husband is exactly the opposite of her. Which um, I think for so many large percentages of people that would be true. And I do think they use the uh, the common phrase that you know opposites attract. Um, not to be in a place of always long-term opposition, but also to be the other balance. It's just that they often say that what we're attracted about initially in a person is what we wind up long-term being aggravated with it after time goes by. And yeah. uh, what, what Jazz Govin is talking about today is the ability to go in uh, through this fast-track technique. You can go to fasttracktechnique.com. 
and you can actually work with her. And because the energy within you changes, the experience with the other person changes. And that that's so hard for people to understand. I mean, we're really we're taught that uh, when we fly on an airplane, when there's a crisis, you put the air mask on first, put it on first, and then pursue taking care of other people. Um, and that's kind of key to, to life. It's the opposite of what we, we have ingrained, you know, from commercialization and, and through quick fixes and, you know, all those kind of things. Uh, we think, let us fix those people outside of ourselves. But often when we correct ourselves and we correct the energy of how we respond and react to other situations and circumstances, that individual, the way we perceive them and the way we respond to them all the way around changes. It's very, very powerful. Um, we had on our show uh, two weeks ago uh, a whole conversation about empowerment relationships and couple relationships. So, Jazz, I know you do a lot of work in that field. I'm sure you've seen a lot of couples uh, be able to renew their relationship because you were able to get to the level of the subconscious and help them out. Yeah. Um, I think what happens is because fast track works on many different levels and because as a therapist, you know, the, the gift I have is to get out of the way and allow fast track to do the work and because we're working with a higher consciousness and we're working with the subconscious, then it's almost like my job is just to allow the client to have a conversation with themselves that they can't have without the system. So they get to understand themselves better cognitively. They get the energetic shift that's connected to that. And also, so they get a bigger understanding of of the issue, um, quite often the root causes aren't anything to do with what they thought it was. And then they will start to be able to understand their partner better. And one of my things that I do when I work with relationships is I try to facilitate the people releasing that yucky glue that sticks us, keeps us stuck together, um, you know, because we have to or we're responsible or we're obliged rather than the fact that we can love and respect and um, I think when we can start to let go of obligations and responsibility and just enjoy the person for who they are that's when relationships start coming back together and that all that yucky glue is um, programs responses behavior patterns that are remembered in the subconscious and they might be ours but also they might have come from our mothers our fathers they can be going back ten generations and they can be recorded at a cellular level in our bodies, and they're vibrating 24-7, and we don't even know they're there. There are um, our unconscious influencers, you know, yeah. is what, yeah. I, what I like to call them. They're influencing us on a daily basis, whether we're reacting to the person um, that's in front of us in the automobile or, you know, I, I, I'm always amazed when I, and I, I grew up with this, so I, I know you can change it. But when I was in the uh, automobile, you know, with my father, the whole he couldn't be with us in the car because he was uh, more often than not because he was so busy directing the traffic, talking about the driver, you know, what the other person was doing, and that stupid person, and why did he do this, and why did he do that, and it it's like. Really? Uh, you know, are you are you kidding me? <laughs> but and tell it, me, it, Temple, was it, there anybody in your family that took on that kind of behavior? Uh, yeah, we're we're live on Facebook, so I'm not going to admit to you who it is, but I'm just going right. to say <laughs> it is not me because I didn't want to be that way. You know, I wanted right. to work on it 
And on a rare occasion, I get, you know, kind of revved up about the traffic or something, and I just have a good laugh because I think that, you know, that used to be the norm of my life of, you know, being around people, that that's how they would drive a car. And it, mm-hmm. and that's how a lot of people are, you know, driving through life is that they're, they're outside oriented. They're, they're focusing on the things outside of themselves. And if I could just be in control of that, and if I could just be in charge of that, then it's going to make me feel more comfortable where the truth is, if I can get to a place in my life when I'm comfortable, and I am comfortable, and I'm coming from that place inside myself, that that inner peace as, as best I can, I'm more decisive then, uh, and I'm a better gatekeeper as to what I will allow to come into my mind and what I will allow to come into my heart. It's mm. just the way it works. Mm. And that's exactly as you said, you know, you put on your safety mask first, and, yes. and then you're stronger to help or allow other people. So when your vibration changes, everybody around you changes. And so we're asking you today as a listening audience, what is an area of your life that you are currently working on? Or what is one that has been an area that's long term? Is it weight loss? Is it relationship? Is it being connected with your children, grandchildren? Is it... Uh, feeling more fulfilled in your workplace, uh, or is it permission to really enjoy your retirement? You know, it can be coming from so many different angles and so many uh, different doors, but whatever it is, there there's a way that you can eliminate it by um, having your subconscious addressed and, and to take care of it. It, it can be done. It, many of us are living proof. Not that we're not always, I mean, it, it's an ongoing journey, but we're living proof that you can overcome some of these things, that they no longer have to haunt you or, or become so much of your your daily or your weekly story. It really has been a pleasure to have you on our show, Jazz uh, Govin. It, it always surprises me that our time is coming to a close. Um, what would you like to leave us with today as we're finishing up our show? I believe we're all exactly where we need to be. And when we can accept exactly who we are and where we are, amazing change can happen. So if we stop criticizing, judging ourselves, and just allow ourselves to be, we will all be happier, and that will manifest and vibrate within the world. Um, I'm here, Fast Track's here to raise consciousness, and we do it one person at a time. Wow, that's really awesome. Go to FastTrackTechnique.com, everyone. Also, um, as you enjoy these conversations, please visit me at TempleHaze.com or FirstUnity.org. It's our pleasure to be in your lives, and we feel honored to do so. I want to thank all of you again for your continuation of following the show and sharing the show And thank all of you for being intentional spirits. God bless you on this amazing journey that we call life. And may many miracles happen to you this day. Thank you for being with us. Thank you for tuning in to The Intentional Spirit, Seeing and Being with Reverend Temple Hayes. Join us every Wednesday at 1 p.m. Central for tools and simple applications which will support you from being alive to fully living. This program is brought to you in part by First Unity at Unity Campus in St. Petersburg, Florida. To learn more about this ministry, go to www.unitycampus.org or www.templehaze.org. away in the unity library archives in unity village missouri you can find a secret treasure they are the scripts from unity co-founder charles fillmore's early days on broadcast radio 
the teachings of Unity's founders, almost a hundred years old. Now, for the first time in history, you can hear them through the power of the Internet. Join Bob Brock every Tuesday at 10 a.m. Pacific, 1 p.m. Eastern, for Unity Classic Radio, Words from Our Past. Discover the wisdom of Charles Fillmore's talks and of other Unity Radio speakers read on the air again. Call in your comments and questions as Bob and his special guests revisit Unity Radio talks of the past, along with historical background from the early days of the Unity movement. That's Unity Classic Radio. Words from our past. Every Tuesday at 10 a.m. Pacific, 1 p.m. Eastern. Right here on Unity FM. The voice of an awakening world. When we think of peace, we may imagine ourselves sitting high on a mountaintop at daybreak or walking on a secluded beach while the sun sets. But peace isn't a luxury reserved only for special occasions or special places. It's an essential tool for daily living. My peace isn't dependent upon a particular place or event. At any time and in any circumstance, I can shift my focus from the appearances of life to the reality of peace within myself. Park Cousins said, How things look on the outside of us depends on how things are on the inside of us. So if you don't like what you're seeing around you, paint a different picture within you. Peace. What I see is what I get. Peace can begin with me. To find a Unity Church near you, please visit our website at www.unity.org. Do you experience the peace and joy promised by A Course in Miracles? Or are you still struggling to truly live your beliefs from moment to moment? Let Rev. Jennifer Hadley help you focus on your intent to be the love, be the peace, through practical application, by walking your talk. Experience the healing live every Tuesday at 10 a.m. Central on A Course in Miracles, Living the Love, Walking the Talk. Only on Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. Does the idea of being a vegetarian or a vegan intrigue you? Is it something you've pondered? Listen each week as Victoria Moran, author of Main Street Vegan, shows you how to make the shift to a sustainable lifestyle for both you and the planet. Each week you'll learn about the latest on the vegan life. It's not just for celebrities and moguls, but for people just like you who want to look and feel amazing, eat extraordinary food, help animals, and create a physical body perfectly attuned to spiritual growth. Guests will range from unity ministers to vegan authors, activists, physicians, chefs, and even some of those glittery celebs. There'll be recipes, ideas, tips for going vegan at your own pace, and ways to make a difference for animals and the planet at every meal. Tune in Wednesdays at 2 p.m. Central Time for Main Street Vegan, only on Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. truly understand the laws of the universe and live a life based on these profound and unwavering truths, then your dream life starts today. No more waiting. No more wandering. If you're ready to let go of the striving and move into the allowing, you're ready for everyday attraction on Unity Online Radio. We study the teaching of Abraham given to us by beautiful Esther Hicks so we can release confusion for clarity, exchange struggle for serenity, and have the time of our lives today. Join host Ray Zander every Friday at noon Central Time, 10 a.m. Pacific, on Unity Online Radio for Everyday Attraction, where the law of attraction gets real.
If you're inspired by the teachings of Dr. Wayne Dyer, you will love the Change Your Thoughts, Change Your Life podcast with Nadia Dela Cruz. You are a spiritual being having a human experience. My name is Nadia Dela Cruz, and I started the Change Your Thoughts, Change Your Life podcast to explore spiritual topics like manifestation and meditation with guests who share their own stories of insight, awakening, and transformation. Listen now on the mindbodyspirit.fm podcast network or wherever you get your podcasts.